Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This episode is brought to you by Mothers Against Numbers and Numerology. Did you know that by using numbers, you can bring about the end of the world? All that math they taught you in school can be used to measure a floor plan or give correct change at the grocery store, but they can also be used in much more devious ways. Did you know that adding the numbers 221 and 445, two seemingly innocent numbers, gets you 666? In fact, the following evil numbers cannot be achieved in almost limitless equations 0, 3, 5, 6, 9, 10, 12, 15, 17, 18, 20, 23, 24, 27, 29, 30, 33, 34, 36, even 39. The list goes on and on. By now, I'm sure you are worried, but Manan wants you to know that this is only the tip of the iceberg. There are rogue sevens out there that will eat you alive, and we can't even speak of the atrocities of four. To learn more, please visit Stop the adness.com to learn more about numbers and how to keep them away from your family. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. A tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, your panel of expert hosts each week, our Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. <laughs> and me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare meow meows. New theatrical releases always get priority, but sometimes, like today, we let our patrons, actually once a month, we let our patrons pick one movie out of every month for us to review. And for some reason, they picked the number 23 today so uh so good good have there you have them to blame there are specific people to to blame for this and uh and at the forefront is biggin he's yeah, been the, lobbying the real, for this for ages the real irony is that there's a huge groundswell for us to watch um uh, SS. ss experiment camp 2 mm-hmm. and like it was a huge movement on facebook yeah and brad was just like I kind of like the movie, the the number twenty three. I'd like you guys to review that and just ask nicely mm-hmm. for a couple patrons to vote for him, and it won by a narrow margin. Yeah, and I'm not sure which movie would be worse. I mean, to be <laughs> to honest, be honest with you, I would take a uh, a Nazi rapist <clears throat> over this dumb fucking movie. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. It's a close. It's a close call. Yeah. So as I said, uh, we we're going to be reviewing the number twenty three starring. 
Jim Carrey. Um, but first, uh, you guys should check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you can find links to our store You can uh, where you can buy shirts, merch, um, stickers, and coasters, all kinds of stuff uh, designed by Dustin Goble. You can also take our listener survey, which will help the show out a lot. It'll tell us what you do and don't like about the show in an effort to make it better for you, the listener. We have second Saturday watch parties every second Saturday of the month where we watch movies on streamlounge.io. And man, we uh, we have a great time over there. We command a lot of a lot of people come and everybody chills and hangs out and chat and we have a good time. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, and if you want to get a hold of the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. You can give us a piece of your mind. Tell us what you think about the number 23. Uh, we'll start out today. Or any number, really. Or any number, yeah. It could be, uh, boy, what's a good one? Yeah, 17. If, if you really feel that one is the loneliest number, let us know. Let us know. Is zero a real number? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in, talking I'm, about irrational numbers. I, I we talk can't be argued with. Speaking of numbers, we score on a scale of one to ten. One being <laughs> an important number, uh, five being average, and ten being so good that it transcends genre. But what do they mean? Boundaries. <laughs> After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we hated about the film. Uh, later in this episode, we will be doing a special bit uh, where we're going to be thanking patrons. We're going to thank everyone who's a patron um, right now, and uh, just because I, I want to go back through the list. And then after that, we'll be doing horror movie talk mm-hmm. horrors. Um, so as I said, we watched the number 23, and I was barely able to stay awake through this portrayal of the dark end times of The Truman Show. <laughs> So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. Suppose I'm buying that for you, too. Actually, I've had a good long time to flip through it. Why don't you give it a try? <laughs> the number 23, a heart-wrenching odyssey into paranoia, one of the most horrifying metamorphosis ever told. I'm buying this for you. Chapter 1. All I could think about was the number. I met you when I was... 23. And the day we met was? September 14th. 914. 14 plus 9 is? 23. Is it all just a coincidence? I don't know. So what is 23? There are 23 axioms to Euclid's geometry. The human body consists of 46 chromosomes. 23 from each parent. 2 divided by 3? Point. 666. Number the devil. So is 23 a blessing or a curse? I was born at 11, 12 p.m. 11 plus 12. 23. My birthday, 23. Driver's license, social security number. It's all 23. Sif, it's imitating my life. You've concerned yourself with minutia and you've drawn wild conclusions from them. Every 23rd word on every 23rd page. I warn you, hell is waiting. The number. What does that mean? He know. Waco, Texas, and the Oklahoma City bombing both happened on April 19th. He's got to get out. It's coming for you. Four plus 19 is 23. 
This is not who you are. Hiroshima bomb was dropped at 8.15. Yeah! 8 plus 15 is 23. 13 years of lies! No more! Don't do this to us. Can't you see the number 23 is tearing us apart? <laughs> the number 23 can be can be found for rent on most major platforms right now for, you know, uh, two or three dollars. Oh, see what I did there? Uh, the number 23 is the story of Walter Sparrow, who becomes obsessed with a book that seems to have deep connections with his life. As he reads the no- novel, he begins to see... Uh, clues that it may tie into the real world. As Walter dives down this rabbit hole, he becomes obsessed with the obsession of the protagonist of the novel, the number 23. That's the obsession of the protagonist of the novel. Will Walter be able to hold on to his sanity, or will he suffer the same fate as the man in the book? Do we give a fuck? No. (laughs) Big, big no. My review for the number 23, I find it hard to review this movie. Because it's so forgettable and boring throughout with such a silly premise that I just can't take it seriously. It's directed by Joel Schumacher, the man who brought you Batman Forever, and also Phantom of the Opera somehow, um, and stars Jim Carrey. And it's exactly what you would expect from that pairing of fellas. Uh, If you aren't familiar with numerology and the mental gymnastics that it takes to believe any of that bullshit, this movie will catch you up quite well. But just don't expect to be interested or enlightened. Right. Between Walter's real life and the life he delves into while reading his book, you would think one of them would be interesting. Hang on. I have to get off of page two and move on to page three. You'd be wrong. (laughs) The oversaturation of the film, while we experience what Walter reads, is annoying. But why stop there? The constant adding and subtracting subtracting of seemingly symbolic numbers to achieve the number 23 falls so flat in what it tries to achieve that I can only laugh. The stakes are supposed to hinge on these coincidences in the number 23, but even the dimmest bulb will find them to be a stretch. Sorry. Sorry, Biggin. Uh, The twists and turns at the end uh, arise as quickly as they are doused. And the final reveal happens with 20 minutes left in the movie, <sighs> leaving the remaining 20 minutes to clumsily mop up the pieces. Kind of bums me out because it's probably the only Jim Carrey movie that we'll ever get to review unless the cable guy could somehow be considered horror. <sighs> uh, if you're looking for a crazy thriller, please try The Invitation or The House That Jack Built or Ready or Not. Over the number 23. Uh, this is... I can think of any number of movies <laughs> that I'd recommend over the number 23. <laughs> the, the mental gymnastics he does, he's like, you know, uh, 11... Sometimes it very obviously adds or, sub- or subtracts to 23. And, uh, and he's like, see? This is 23. And then sometimes it, it just won't. Doesn't. It won't. And he'll be like... But if you take the five-year-old down the street and subtract that, well, 28 minus 5, 23. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you talking and about? And then there's the one occurrence in which it doesn't add up right. to 23. And it's like, it's see? Se- 17, so it's not him. Right. It's like, what? 
Uh, but I'm sure you could find some something that you are assigned numerical value to in his life that adds right. up to 23. Yeah. Which I think... Anyway, what did you think? What's your review for 23? The number 23. Uh, this is... The rare movie, it which just made me angry that it ever got made. Like, it just makes me in this particular format that it's a Hollywood movie <laughs> with an A-list star and and an A-list director I and mean, an A-list at that dire- point. director, and they decided to spend money on this. Like you have some hot takes on Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher has like v- widely varying quality. I mean, he's not the best director in the world, but like he's got some really good movies. Like uh, his movies mil- make money. Yeah, is what they do. Yeah, but some of that's like handed to him on a plate. Yeah, it's like is Batman Forever not going to make money? No, that's that's yeah, that's handed to him <laughs> right. on the plate. Um, but. it it was such a painful experience just waiting for this movie to end you texted me in agony i know i almost felt bad because i know i was probably ruining your experience of watching don't look now oh no it doesn't bother me um but it was just uh, just such a slog yeah and because there's just nothing. There's nothing here. There's nothing there. <laughs> it's like it's literally it sound as dumb as the trailer sounds. It's way dumber. It's that for an hour and what thirty minutes? For, yeah, thirty-five, forty, or yeah, something like and that. It. You would think that it would take any effort whatsoever to try. To make it interesting. This is one of those movies where it's an example of, like, it doesn't try to make things naturally happen. It just... It just forces it the whole way through. Things aren't, and then now they are. It's it's like he just... He goes from, like, just casually reading the book to the next scene, he's obsessed with the number 23 now. Yeah, right. Just like... He's down in the basement and going through his... He's like, this is me. It's slightly tangentially related to my life experience. Right. Yeah, this was written by Fernley Phillips, uh, who has, surprisingly, no other credits (laughs) at all. Yeah, he wrote one other movie, and I don't think he... I'm not even sure it got made. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, six years after this, 2013. You want me to kill him? Uh, he wrote the story, but is uncredited. yeah. His IMDb page is the number 23, and then like five documentaries about the number 23. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's definitely to blame mostly. But Joel yeah. Schumacher, Joel Schumacher didn't do any us any favors here, and and I feel bad for. I mean, I don't really feel too bad for Jim Carrey. I I do love Jim Carrey, and I want I want to apologize for him mostly. I remember Jim Carrey being on. Uh, I think it might have been Letterman. It, it was it was one of the late night shows. Yeah, where he where he did the. Are you, is that what you're talking about? The no, where his his breakdown, his Hollywood breakdown kind of thing. 
No, he was. That was on Jimmy Kimmel. He was. Uh, he was. Pit. He was selling this movie. Oh, okay. Like, and he was doing like the coincidences of the number twenty three, and like just listing all these things. And it's like, uh huh. Yeah. And it was he was just trying so hard to like make it interesting, but I I couldn't tell whether he like knew it was awful, yeah, and was just like making an excuse why, yeah, this <laughs> I... might be interesting to watch. Uh, yeah, it's <sighs> what score are you landing on here? Um. I mean, obviously, it's a 23. <laughs> it's somewhere between a 2 and a 3. That's for damn sure. Uh, no, I mean, I... I'm going to be very generous and give this a 2. Wow! No, yeah. no, it's a 1. Wow! I, I, I hated this movie. Like, I think of... It's so the, bad. It's so just, just well, such a waste of time. It's, it's like, as I don't think, I think the only one we've ever given was rats. Well, yeah. That I've ever given. And this was as bad of an experience as rats. As like empty of entertainment, but with the added layer of That's like, this not, is not totally true. The first 20 minutes of this movie are kind of feels kind of fun. It feels kind of like fun with Dick and Jane or like uh, Irene and me or something like or whatever. I myself oh, the, and I. the worst Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but see still. that was that was even befuddling to me of like why the Sandlot dog? Why these choices? Such a why a dog catcher? Right. Like why does that? Because the dog has to bite him, so he gets obsessed with twenty three. <sighs> like, are, did you pay any attention at all? What? And they had that they had that pulp fiction moment where where he, the dog bit him and uh and he looks at the collar and it's like it's like them opening up the suitcase in pulp fiction and seeing the gold and he's like <gasps> and you don't get to see it uh-huh. as the audience they're like you won't know what's on that collar and it's like who gives a fucking shit what's on that stupid collar was it the number 23 No it was the name it was uh Ned No on the backside he turned it around and the glint from the back, like, hit his eyes, and it was that that same Pulp Fiction moment. Yeah, this was, like, just an insulting watch. Yeah. Yeah. I have all the characteristics of a human being. But it's a bad movie. Um, I'm gonna... A one. A one. I, I don't think it was so terrible that I'm gonna give it a one. I definitely have slipped down, uh... Your hatred of this movie fuels my hatred of this movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming down. Uh, I was gonna say a three, because uh, it does have a little bit of a budget. It feels like it's supposed to be a three, yeah. like in your heart of hearts. It would, but yeah. then if you step back and really think about it, yeah, it's like, a two. Yeah, I'm I'm down to it's, a two now. <clears throat> yeah, wow. I'm just angry at this movie. Well, there you I'm go. I'm not even angry that I had to watch the movie. Like, I, I bear Brad no ill will. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, so what would you say to people... I, I just am angry at the movie itself. What would you say to people like Brad who enjoy this movie? Does he enjoy it, or did he just want us to review it? Uh, I, Is this one I of his favorite it. movies? This seems like something Brad Brad might enjoy. Brad has eclectic taste, to, to put it mildly. 
Um, I don't know if the people that enjoy this movie, I feel like the scenario would be they're just in a very unique place in their lives where a novel concept like driven home in a certain way. Yeah. Like is aligns with like, oh, yeah, huh? That's interesting. I've never seen anything like this and say like, yeah, I, I liked that because it was it made me think novel thoughts i don't know yeah no i i think i think you're i think you're on to something there um, it's not like any other movie like just the the aesthetic of the the aesthetic like swings through so many styles that's kind of interesting but also very annoying <laughs> like it's when when it goes from um Walter's perspective to um the perspective of the protagonist in the book and it's badass Walter is the detective uh, hard-boiled detective Jim Carrey it's like so, so ham-handed so, so stupid it's, so stupid yeah it's yeah i uh, well in any event, I guess it's like that's that's the thing that kind of undercuts it is like it it makes it depends on your ability to think that Jim Carrey is cool. Yeah, it really it really 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 does that. It's yeah. like no, but it's it's Jim Carrey. You got to like Jim Carrey. He's America's funny man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? If you guys want some, you know, want to avoid shitty quality things and get some real quality shit in your life, head on over to nightchannels.com. From there, uh, you will find shirts, sweatshirts, all kinds of things to clothe your body with. But they're not just they're not just a red shirt like what I'm wearing now. They got badass deep cut designs from horror movies, uh, cult references, um, some political stuff on there, some religious stuff on there, some Satanist stuff on there. Mm. All kinds of all kinds of fun Satan. <laughs> all kinds of fun deep deep cut designs uh for your pleasure and you know take the night channels challenge head over to nightchannels.com just surf around a little bit i i you're gonna find like three shirts that you're like can't live without i need to get this i mean it's the holiday season you're gonna buy there's someone close in your life that you know also likes horror movies right like get them a society shirt yep and uh and when you do when you pack your when you pack your checkout cart with uh with a bunch of fun stuff from night channels you can save 13 percent and you know make sure that there's a little leftover for you know christmas dinner mm. uh and so use that hmt at checkout because uh, that does get you 13 percent off i would also like to plug something very very special a, a new uh, a new book the ultimate poster collection is an officially officially licensed 132-page hardcover art book featuring a foreword by producers Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah. But more importantly, it features two pieces of very impressive artwork by our own Dustin Goble. That's right. He's hit it big. This book is crammed full of incredible art celebrating the film Mandy. All artwork within the book has also been approved by the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Cage. So Nick Cage 
took time out of his day, saw Dustin's art, and was like, this fuck's hard. And it was like, I got to fit in my schedule between uh, strangling sharks and snorting diamond dust <laughs> to look at this artwork. Yeah, this badass Mandy artwork. Um, yeah, find out more details and grab your copy on the Kickstarter at mandyposterbook.com. But you know what? If you really want to support Dustin Goebel, you can uh, you can buy the prints that are featured in this book directly off of him. And, and you can do so by just DMing him on Instagram at dgoebel00. Uh, that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And uh, he's got a limited run of these posters that he's going to be selling for really reasonable. I think he said like 30 something don't quote me on that i don't know how much but it's not it's not breaking the bank mm. and it's a very limited run i think he's got 30 posters or something like that so uh so if you want these super badass mandy posters there's one of mandy and one of nick cage and they're both um they would go very well together on the wall and then you could be sporting you know dustin's artwork on your wall um and it's super trippy shit if you've seen the movie mandy you got you just you got to take a look at this stuff. If you'd like to support our show, um, you know, this is a free show. And for just the price of one cup of coffee every month, you know, for five or six bucks, you can help us out tremendously on our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Um, and you get access to a ton of of content. We We produce four or five extra shows a month just on the regular $5 tier. And then, you know, we're after this, we're going to be reviewing uh, Don't Look Now from 1973, but that's all, that review's only going to be available with, uh, with you know, the other pretentious reviews at the 25, 20 or $25 tier on Patreon. And, you know, there's eight or nine, maybe 10 reviews up there that you can only listen to on Patreon. Yeah. So check it out. All that goes to help the show and we sure do appreciate you what are some of those uh pretentious reviews that we got on there we did ghoulies ghoulies army of the dead house basket case house um, and don't look now we're gonna record today don't look now yeah actually i have all of those listed on the tier so yeah. if if you sign up for the t if you're about to sign up for that tier all you got to do is look at it and there's a bullet list of all the movies that we've uh We've rec we've done pretentious reviews on so mm. yeah fun stuff. Um, as I said, check out Dustin over on his Instagram at dgobel zero zero. Um, that's d g o e b e l zero zero. And if you'd like to get a hold of the show, call us at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Thanks for listening, and let's get into spoilers. <laughs> I guess you could say I just want to have a meaningful relationship with someone special. I just want to watch a good movie. You know, that's that's all I want. But I'm going to be honest with you, Bryce. This really fucked up my week. <laughs> it really... I remember... Well, you watched it on Thursday, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not much of a week to fuck up. Is going to fuck up next week? It's going to... It's fucking up today. Right. You know? <clears throat> this movie was... Okay, so it's got two tandem storylines that go on. And you'd think one of them would be somewhat interesting. 
but or that you would care about any of the characters whatsoever. But almost as soon as he starts reading this book, the number 23, I found myself dreading these scenes where he would act out him reading the book. Did you hate it? Did you hate it when he would read the book? Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> the idea that a significant portion of the film is watching someone read a book and be enthralled with it. And then eventually, like, it takes a while before it jumps into, like, actually playing out what happens in the book on screen. Like, at first, it's just he's literally reading the words. It's like, okay. I didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't come to a movie to hear a, a book reading. This or recitation. Is- and like uh there there's so many things like I I wish I cared more to actually write down a lot of these things, but there were so many like moments in this movie where it was like, what? Like what what? That doesn't make any sense. I mean th- that th- the premise of this movie is drawing is numerology. Right. And anybody who's even vaguely familiar with numerology knows that or can assume assert that it's very closely tied to schizophrenia right so <laughs> like it's just it just feels like pure schizophrenia to me yeah for someone to be obsessed with it like for the most part anyone that's like has an interest in numerology it's like not a deep interest it's like did you know yeah it's like, just this vague you're just like hmm well actually you know this is this is a like. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Does that... So what does that mean? I just think it's interesting. I mean... Don't, don't you think that's weird? Uh, no, I, I, I guess. What are, you, what are you getting at? It's... It just... It's interesting. I don't know what it means, but it's, it's, it's got to mean something. Look, being obsessed with a number is... You can you can you can draw a parallel with this obsession, right? Mm-hmm. Which is being obsessed with color, right? Mm. You go, oh, geez, there's a there's a big government cover up conspiracy, turning all everything green. Mm. What? What are you talking? That sounds crazy. There's so many things that are normally green. They're like, yep, chartreuse. It's everywhere. Yep, <laughs> it's everywhere. You the look. leaves are green. The grass is green. That those these fish. You know these specific tropical fish these birds they're green i just got into gardening they call me a green thumb i bought a house it had a green room it's there's green everywhere this cabbage well you're gonna eat that and it's like that doesn't have you're just you're conflating you're conflating meaning with some vague nothing and that's this whole movie is these two three seven numbers they all go together. You know, if you take one and seven and two, and then you put uh, you put 12 on top of that, it's 23, and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's 21, They're like, or 22, and they're like, well, only one off. It's like, okay, who cares? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, the thing about the schizophrenia, it's, it's weird to, like, get the sense of where that comes from. Yeah. Like, do you... Did you, as a kid, huh. 
when you thought about numbers, did you associate numbers with like anything like a personality or a feeling? No, I had some pr- I had some pretty deep curiosity and terror or dread about 666, right? Uh-huh. Cuz I grew up uh in a in a Christian school and go- always going to church. And uh I mean, to know that a number was evil or stood for the uh-huh. devil, that right. was uh that was vaguely terrifying because it because it didn't make any sense. So but the Bible said it, so it was like Oh shit! There's something I really deeply don't understand about a number, and right. and at some point we're gonna get like numbers, like Revelations is like you're gonna get a number, you're gonna put numbers on your body, and you're like shit. That, yeah, there's there's this weird thing with I don't know what the word is. Is it synesthesia? Where it's like oh yes, you associate a color with a, a sound, color with a sound yeah. or a number. Like there's people that look at numbers and like oh that's this color. Yeah. Or and they so look it at a makes color and math say, this just tremendously or, easy for them. Yeah, or they just look at a person. And it's like, oh, you're, you're, you're purple. You're a hard seven. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's this weird association that, because the human mind is always just trying to make connections, connections, yeah. and like sense of the world, and so there's just this garbage that happens around numbers, in particular, it seems. Because I can, I can think of, like, I think about, like, 1 through 10, and I have, like, different senses of what those numbers are. Get the fuck out of or here. Or the relationship to each other. Get the out of here. What? Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's it's hard to put a put words to it, but it's like, yeah, eight, seven, eight, nine are together. Like, they are, they're kind of, like... The group at the top, you know. Quick, somebody get me get me a box of toothpicks. They're they're different from like one and two or like two hundred and sixty. The original, you know. What the fuck? Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah, it, I, it's it's hard to put words to, but it's like seven, eight, nine feel like a little more nefarious, you know, than the innocent one and two. And three. And then four and five are like, they're like the children of two and three. This, it's, this it's, cool. it's like this weird thing where it doesn't mean anything, but it's just an association that your mind like automatically makes. That your mind. That my mind automatically makes. And I can't tell you where it comes from, but I can tell you like, that's the source of this bullshit where it, it's this except it spins out of control it's the same thing where like oh you know where you leave a sock on the ground and you walk over it twice and then you just don't see it yeah. anymore and you're like that just doesn't exist in my mind until I'm really confronted with it again yeah. just like really like something jars me out of it like oh yeah that sock exists that spun out of control is hoarding like that's where that comes from that like I just don't notice that anymore. That's like people that hoard and live their life in a narrow channel through piled up shit. It's the same thing. They're just like, well, they walked past it twice and now it just doesn't exist. I can't believe that Bryce has such an in-depth so, knowledge. N- numerology is like, 
it's that weird association of like, oh yeah, I associate that number with like my brother Frank. Yeah. And then it's just spun out of control into like, this is the most meaningful thing in the world. And it's hard. It to, controls everything. And it's hard to tell in this movie whether or not you as the audience are supposed to derive the same deep connection uh-huh. from the number as he does, or whether you're supposed to think of him as going crazy because he's so clearly is just grasping at straws. But it seems like the movie pivotally hinges on the audience believing that this, like... like, And it also never explains why it matters. Never. No, it doesn't. It it, it never explains, like... Which is what makes me believe that it's it's coincidental and the audience isn't supposed to derive some deep meaning of... Uh, and because it never, it never like drives that home for you. Yeah, the only thing it really attempts to do is at some point in the movie it says like, "Oh, this is a thing specifically for this number." Right. There's books written about twenty three because it's just a coincidence you can find in a lot of places. And in the end, and that's it. Yeah, that, they built a whole movie off of that. Ah. People find people into numerology specifically find this number interesting. If they could have given it mu- more that discussion that he had with the professor, more of a hook that was that drew you in and made you go, oh, oh, you know, if they threw Hitler in there or something, you know, I don't know. If they could, if they could show an instance where it was used or harnessed for anything, <laughs> this knowledge of the number twenty three. If it was able, the closest it got was like the guy that was in prison that his name didn't add up to twenty three. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, he's not the right one. That's the only instance where it actually mattered. Every other thing, it was like. I'm glad you you caught that throwaway line as well. Like it was, it was in amongst such weeds of so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I too was like. Oh, so this is the one instance where we can't add something to twenty three. <laughs> his his uh his term is uh you know six six years, so that adds up to twenty three. Uh, so it's like, uh, yeah, it's such a stretch, and it it's so meaningless. It's it's all just like this is. Uh, I'm making you think uh, this is interesting because I'm telling you it's interesting and it's meaningful because it's nefarious because I'm telling you it's nefarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let let me run run you through a, a, a little bit of the story here. Let's get through the. Uh, I'll do this quickly. So as I said, we got two tandem stories. We got the real life, and then we got the uh, we got the novel life. And uh, he, he the real life is he, he's his name's Walter, and he's um. He's a dog catcher, and uh, he's animal control. His wife is named Agatha, who he calls Ag, or as I like to call her, Egg. Um, he gets bit by the most sandlot-looking goddamn dog you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, and uh, and it's on his his birthday, or it's, it's near to his birthday. And in, for his birthday, his wife, for some reason... Uh, which becomes more confusing later in the movie, uh-huh. buys him the number 23 book. Yeah, okay, so this is, we have to pause here, because this, throughout the entire movie, I'm like, I, I can't get over this. I cannot get over that this is how they set up the movie, and how they, like, set up their relationship specifically for the rest of the movie is 
through this moment. Okay. So he's supposed to meet her at this bookshop, right? Yeah. And he's late. Right. So what's the latest you could possibly be in a circumstance where someone just doesn't leave? Be like, well, I'll just see him at the party or whatever. Yeah, keeping in mind that this is 2007 and cell phones definitely exist. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes. Okay. So we're shown her kind of waiting around the bookstore, and then she sees in a distance the book. And she picks up it and absentmindedly kind of looks, oh, okay. looks through it. See where you're going. And then she's like, and then he arrives, mm. and you're like, oh, she's still looking at this book. Yeah. Like, this, there must not be that much time that has passed. She read the book. She read, she gives it, she's like, you should, I'm going to buy you this book, because I think you'll find it very interesting. And then it goes through this whole thing where she just says like, oh yeah, I read the book. Like, it doesn't, you didn't get to the part at the end? Right. It's like, wait, we're supposed to believe that she read the entire book? Waiting for him. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, as I do. I, I've known speed readers who are shockingly, shockingly fast. I would I would be okay with that if they made any attempt to show that there was a reason why she could read a book that took him like a week to read. Well, the end is the reason, right? We are deep into spoilers, which... No, but she doesn't discover until the end, too, that he was... Oh, she doesn't? The writer. I was checked out at that point. Yeah. She I mean, it, I I don't think so. I figured that she knew the whole time. Because she meets him after he gets out of the <laughs> out of the hospital. And that's the other, like, the other completely befuddling thing is... We're skipping ahead to the end. She's She, like, goes to this broken down mental institution and finds his file. <laughs> and in the file, she finds the manuscript that he wrote... <laughs> the and on the manuscript she finds out it he wrote it because above Walter's name is a label right for Topsy Kretz. Right. So Which is which by the way is the author of the number twenty three yeah, book. Yeah. This the the novel is written by Topsy Kretz. Right. And so we're supposed to believe that he went through the effort to write the entire manuscript and then later decide, like, oh, I should do this in a pseudonym. But instead of just retyping the title page, putting a label on it so he can He, he pasted it on it. With, with kids' right. stick glue, right. glue stick. And... That's the reveal. With a typewriter. <laughs> yeah. He typed it out, cut it out with scissors, got some glue to glue it on, as opposed to just typing the title page, which has like 10 words on it. Uh, it's It doesn't make any sense. It's, so those two moments were just like, what? Oh. It's it's insulting to the audience to where you're like, you can't just say, I've read the book and have that make sense. The audience is just going to be like, uh-huh, I'm on board. You were late. She read an entire book. And it was typed out on a type. Like, the, the can you imagine... 
Can you even imagine the hard-on that the writer had when he thought of the name Topsy Kretz? He's like, he's like, oh my god, this will, this will, this will be my Casablanca. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, 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 I've done so well, Topsy Kretz. And then, like, there's so many moments, like the fact that he murders someone and decides to hide the evidence by burying them in the middle of a public park on the walkway. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. I don't care what city you're in and how late at night it is. There's a hobo that's going to walk by and see you burying a body in a public park on a walkway. Oh, well, you know. And then, okay, so one one last part that was just like, just made me like shake my head. I was like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do that? Was, um, so the woman is like stabbed in bed. Yeah. And. Wait. Yeah. The, the woman in the book. The woman. The, the. In the book. Yeah. Right. And, um. And then the guy from Yellowstone comes. The guy from Yellowstone, the bad guy from Yellowstone, Bryce. Yeah, he it's comes. Danny Huston, and he he uh, comes up. He uncovers the body, which is the entire bed is bloody. She's obviously stabbed like twenty times, and then he takes her pulse, and he's like, "Oh, she's dead." <laughs> like. Uh huh. <laughs> you think? <laughs> like you? I was like, "What, Joel Schumacher? What the fuck?" <laughs> Your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. Like, there's so many of those moments where it's just like, wh- why? "Why? Why? Why? Why any of this?" Um, yeah, it's the bad guy from. Okay, just, just take a- any effort. I mean, that especially the part where she reads the book. That's the best example of like. Before it wasn't, and all of a sudden now it is because we said it is. Oh, I read the book, but ha- <laughs> shut up! I read the book. I know everything about the book, but you yeah, didn't. How could a... you possibly read? I I did. You would have to have limitless suspension of disbelief to uh, to, uh, and and some people do. You know, some people will grant you that the whole way through. Yeah. Um, you know what this movie is like? What? You know, and it's always sunny when Charlie is uh, the conspiracy theory talking about <laughs> Pepe Silvia. Pepe Silvia. I got Pepe Silvia coming out my ears. Imagine that for an hour and a half. Yeah, no, it's less entertaining <laughs> right. than, than this movie. Carol! Carol! There is no Carol! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there is no good good story here but quick aside yellowstone we've both been watching yeah. it you've been flying through i, I just I, got done with season two i yesterday. started it way before you uh-huh. by like a week uh-huh. and you're way beyond me well it's one of those isn't where isn't it a good show isn't it fun yeah it's really good it's, it's so fucking dark oh, it's so dark yeah it's very dark there i i wish it's one of those things where it gets very TV showy mm. at, at times where it's like, oh, okay. Season two in particular, like... Okay, easy, easy. Just don't spoil anything. I'm just saying, the, okay. Beth, the Beth character just seems so irrational. I love like, her because she's so fucking broken. Right. She's uh, the most broken character I've ever seen in any show or movie, ever. Yeah, she's got 
in the second season, and she, she has is this stone cold sexy. She has this irrational and seething hatred of one character for apparently no reason whatsoever. Mm. Like, just wants to watch the world burn. And then also, yeah, uh, there's one character that I'm like, why does everyone hate Ease that up. character? Yeah, yeah. Like, Ease up. Yeah, I don't want to know. I'm already drawing too many conclusions from um, what you're saying. Yeah, but that's uh, that's a really good show. And the the one of the villain guys in that is Danny in, Huston in uh, the number 23. Yeah, he's he's one of those character actors that you're like, oh, I've seen that guy in things. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, always the asshole. If, <laughs> like, yeah. He's very he's one of those guys that's like, oh, you're typecast by looking like an asshole because you look like one. If you uh, if you can stomach the horrific, terrible app called Peacock. Uh, you can watch it on on yellow uh, you can watch it on there Yellowstone's on there that app is hot dog shit I mean it is hot dog shit I hate that fucking app and it makes me so angry that the Olympics are going to be exclusively on that fucking app again in just a couple months isn't it like astounding that Netflix has like the user interface figured out like for the last decade bar none and these other streaming platforms just like inexplicably can't don't can't get it right do it that way right i i can't stand disney plus where you start watching an episode and you can't get to like this fucking series page it's like i just want to watch the next fucking episode and i have to go through all these i have to go search for it to find the next episode. There's no link to yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 yeah. The Peacock is the is really truly the epitome of total fucking shit. Yeah. In terms of app. Anyway, so the number 23, he uh he kind he gets into the story really deeply and he kind of becomes his own detective. Oh, we're still talking about this. Movie. Yeah, he it <laughs> reminds him of his life. Like he's like, "Oh, this is too many connections with my own real life and she's like well yeah i mean everybody was a kid at one point He's yeah. like, no. it's and there's no there's barely any relation it's like the guy was a straight white male <laughs> i was i was a straight white male it's like it's astounding every story is about straight white males you dummy he knew an old person yeah <laughs> i know old people chat but then it really turns into i mean the turning point of this movie is when he is when it turns into true shit is uh, is when he meets the suicide blonde in mm. chapter five, and I hate I hate the aesthetic of this fucking oversaturated angel dust looking goddamn film. Yeah, it goes into like um, Sin City. Yeah, like a, a, a poor man's version of Sin City for a minute. So and Jim gross. Carrey is this hard boiled detective that you'd never qu- quite buy. And then, yeah, this corny dialogue from this unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it goes. He's she's so the suicide blonde is you know going to commit suicide, and he's a detective. He shows up, and she's like, "You're not here to stop me from killing myself, are you? You dicks are all the same." And he's like, "Don't kill yourself. Let's talk. And if you don't like the words that we say, I'll put one right between your eyes." And he's doing kind of like a Charlton Heston imitation. I accidentally shot my foot off. Ah, shoot. Ah. Is that from what? Saturday Night Live? 
Uh, I I don't know. Oh, I think that might have been from um, In Living Color originally. So the the number twenty three haunts the suicide blonde, and she basically passes that haunt on to him. Uh, she kills herself. He th- he thought the discussion. Yeah, this her- is another. Uh, this is another part where it's like it. The thing doesn't exist, and now it does. Mm-hmm. Where it goes from this girl is suicidal, and and all of a sudden now she's just ranting about the number three number number twenty three. No reason. She just starts. Yeah, it's it's inexplicable. It's and kind- she's like ripping off like wallpaper to show her calculations which also like how many there's a lot of people putting up wallpaper in this in the when was the last time you in the scenes you, you don't see and it's always like specifically wallpaper on really damp walls it's like fucking barton fink in here yeah <laughs> okay guys we're gonna do a guy being surrounded by wasps and dogs it's just a lot of wasps. There's German shepherds going to dreamers upon rains. They're jumping on me. I better run. That's a better drama. Just replace bees and dogs with the number 23, and that that describes this movie perfectly. It's just inexplicable. Uh, yeah, I, about half halfway through, yeah, about this point, I was like, who would be scared of this movie? And then Carrie goes, is he going to, in all seriousness, she was like, what is happening? And she goes, is he going to kill the number 23? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I at this point, it, she might as well. It was just, it was so, it just didn't make any sense. He goes to stay at a hotel, asked to stay in the room. Twenty three dudes like pipes broken in twenty three. It's just, it's just all these dumb like just shoehorning in of the number twenty three. It's like how can we, how can we give him more things to talk about the number twenty three about? <sighs> Halfway through this movie, I felt like I'd sat through twenty three fucking movies. Um. I the one thing that gave me a little bit of delight was one idea that I had. Huh. Like and it it's a stupid idea, but the idea itself was more entertaining than the entirety of this movie, <laughs> which is what if you remade this movie exactly the same except the number was 69. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Just the number sixty nine, and it's driving him insane. He's just like, honey, something about this number. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I go to sleep. He's like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find. It's everywhere. I, <laughs> he, he like he he's like looking through his window. He like he like peeks through the you know he pulls the blinds mm-hmm. open with his thumb and his forefinger, and he he sees. The, the the flat across from him and there's two people just 69 and, and he's like oh. this is the yin yang sign he's like, like oh. I see it everywhere it's everywhere it's just a, a man sitting and watching either it. that or either that or 420 like just <laughs> that would be better make it into a stoner movie with like James Franco and he's like everything adds up to 420 hang on now I gotta oh, here, here we go here we go Whoa, you're never gonna believe what time it is, man. <laughs> oh, God. It's 420, man. <laughs> oh. 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 
Ugh! It's 420, man. <laughs> hey, mom, guess what? It's 420. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the whole movie. Like, you wouldn't even need to make, like, a scary movie or, like, you know, airplane-type parody. You would just literally remake this movie. <laughs> same cast. 420, man. Same cast and just replace it with either 420 or 69. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to do a tornado siren once again. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, so okay uh, this okay so now we get into this like flip-flopping ha- thing where there's a million false endings and oh it's this guy uh, so the killer this is a memoir of a real person who actually killed a girl in real life and now we have to now we have to find her who did that is it this guy who was convicted for her murder in prison no it's not him he is falsely imprisoned he's a 17 that guy's totally a 17 his name doesn't add up to 23 because letters are somehow numbers uh by this loose, like, A is obviously one, right? Uh-huh. But you could also do just the but exact, B. You could also do the exact same thing starting with Z being one. Like, mm-hmm. just because it's the end doesn't mean it's the 26 one. Could and, be the Z, and O is 360 because it's a circle. <laughs> and uh, and so he he goes down this rabbit hole of like, it was you. It was you. It was you. It was my wife. My wife. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe, Pepe Sylvia. It was my wife did it. No, it was the, it was the college professor in the, with a candlestick in the, in the purple room. And then it's, and then finally it ends up, oh no, it was me. There is no Carol. Oh my God. I was wrong. It was earth all along. I finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey. Well, we finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas. And it was turned out that it was Jim Carrey the whole time. Wee! But we learned that with 20 minutes to go. And now the movie's like, here's all the things that he had to do to forget that he was the one who killed the person. Let's explain the movie now for a third of the movie. Let's explain. Explain all the things that just got done happening, and now he's going to atone for his sins by going to jail, which is the only place. The that only this, thing that I I really hoped for. That's the only place that this movie should be aired. The, this should be aired to torture people in jail. I honestly like. It, there was a very obvious moment that um didn't happen, and I was very disappointed. Go. On. He's in the jail. And he's talking to his wife and son, and they mention like, "Oh, we don't know what the uh, what the sentence will be." And I was like, "It's so obvious. Why would you say you're waiting sentencing? Why wouldn't you just say?" And he was sentenced to twenty three years in jail. <laughs> it's like, oh. So, so, well, you know, it, 23 months, because, you know, if you turn yourself in... Then it, uh-huh. Well, yeah, a life sentence is 25 years for murdering someone, but for good... Since he turned himself in, they, they knocked off a couple of years, so now it's 23. 
a life sentence is considered twenty five years. I think so. It might be twenty, but it, I think it's I think it's twenty five. I'm pretty sure it's twenty five. Boy, I doesn't seem like life to me. It seems like uh, seems like life is life. You well, know? can you imagine going from like what would that be? So going from like eighteen to now. That's like an entire life. No, it's not. An entire life is an entire life. Well, in terms of being a changed person? Mm -mm. No? No, life is life. Like, then say a changed person amount of time. Don't say life. Life has a definition. It's a life amount. It's however long you're alive for. This is the problem. This is the problem. We all want to redefine things as not what they are. Um, <laughs> that's a super tangent. So final recommendations. I would recommend you steer as clear from the number 23 as possible, which shouldn't be hard because you actually have to go and pay for it yeah. or to, to watch it, which we did like schmucks. Um, but uh, that's what our patrons wanted, and we do whatever they want, anything. So uh, there you go, patrons. I hope you're fucking happy. Let's move on to our next bit, thanking patrons. <laughs> uh, you guys, um, we don't always remember to do this, but I'm going to fucking do it right right now. So our most recent patrons, and before I start this, I just want to say, we do put on a free show. We do... Um, need support um you know we're lucky enough to have over 100 patrons now and our next goal is to get 125 patrons uh we will be uh in some amount of time we will be releasing our commentary track for the human centipede which we did for hitting 100 patrons and of course the patrons have been able to listen to that for near a month now so um a week no because this will be coming out in a in a while oh yeah, yeah yeah um so anyway so anyway, we appreciate our patrons, and for just a cu- price of a cup of coffee, you can become one and get tons of perks. Uh, but here are our... And for, yeah, for the price of an obscene cup of coffee, you can get almost all the perks. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a cup of coffee that could cost $66, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, f- yeah, at Starbucks, you, the sky's the limit. But our most recent patrons are, uh, and thank you to, Chris L., Nathan C. Reddest World. Adam B. Philip F. Benno. Adam B. And over the years, uh, the following people have stuck around with us, and I and I, we're going to go through this list, goddammit. Yeah. We'll go back and forth. Okay, you go. Ian. Rachel W. Kelly B. Jed D. Peter H. Aaron M. Mandy B. Ekaterina S. Clay L. Leroy G. Arrowwolf. Belzora, Kate R, Sumesh T, Anna Dupri, Anna D, <laughs> Samuel R, D- Dalian, Dalian M, Sarge G, David P, Giselle R. I sure hope that's not the David P. I'm thinking of. It's not. I. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Glittercore. Yeah. Glittercore. Cat <laughs> uh, M, Taylor F, Garrett M. Rachel L. Tyler L. Elias the Irish. Michael H. Christian C. Michael C. Beer for a Jeer. Jonathan F. James J. James Apps. Jessica E. Clyde M. Sam L. Ryan C. Stephanie. St- oh, sorry. Stephen P. Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. We regendered you. Mm. Kobe M. James C. 
Anita P. JDZ. <laughs> David M. Josiah T. Paulina C. Peter M. Alyssa. Jen M. Anasaurus P. Craig T. Caitlin S. Innes R. Laura F. Blair D. Julia. Elizabeth V. Julia. Mark B. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Julia. Uh, Eduardo R. I uh, lost my place. Sorry. Uh, Blaster of Muppets. <laughs> Nick H. Mike R. Peter M. Kate L. Alan R. Short Liam. Caleb C. Josiah. Josh. Jesus. Joshua C. You're bad at this. I know. Natalie R. Fox McLeod. Scott S. Tyler N. Brian W. Cody B. Ellis. Bree B. Riot Punch. Kylo Bren. Walter R. Jonathan A. Angelica. Russ H. Harry D. Gabriel. No. Gabriel K. Kitty H. Craig J. Tanya M. Grant. Graham M. Garrett D. Adrian. Jessica C. And the oldest. You marvelous son of a bitch. The reason for why we're watching this movie. Biggin. He was our first supporter. I, as I go through that list. Like, it's insane. It's insane. But I also like I have warmed. It warms the cockles of my heart having communicated, you know, repeatedly with several of these people and just like having associations with like you know i i mean you yeah. go through that list and you're like oh yeah you know i know all these people like anasaurus yeah you know innis and angelica yeah i work with Walter. cody i work with cody b and and graham m yeah i i mean it's and just look at that look at look at it Look at that list that's a whole page it's a fucking whole page it's crazy and and i just and it, it it's so nice to have y'all um, to know that what we do is is important to you um, and just know that you guys are important to us. So, yeah. And you just you. look at that and, you know, that sounds I mean, it takes a long time to read and I'm sure it's not the most interesting thing for casual listeners, but that just represents a very small and very dedicated portion of our listenership. Yeah, it takes three minutes to do and 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 I feel like it's it's due. Yeah, there's there's so many people that really really enjoy the podcast that that just completely binge it, and they're like, "Oh man, I need more. I, I can't get enough of it." And it's like, dude, five bucks gets get you, you like twice as much. <laughs> yeah, twice as much, dude. It's crazy with the, with the afterpod. And some of the perks aren't don't get used. Like you can advertise your small business on our show. Yeah, at the I think forty five dollar tier if if you're signed up for it for two months. So that's or uh, three to three, no, I think it's two. Um, it's ninety bucks. Gets you know a, a good long ad, uh, you know, of ten minutes of us talking to you on the show. So yeah, so uh, at least. So anywho, um, thank you everyone, and let's get into our next bit: horror movie. Man, that yours goes on forever. Yeah, I love it. It's like 30 seconds of whores. Yeah, if you're a horror movie whore and you just can't get enough, then you should give us a call at 682 253 Six eight. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know why we're wrong about the number twenty three and why it's a genius piece of art. 
Let's get to our first caller here. This looks like uh, look like this is Jonathan. Hey, Bryce. Hey, Dave. This is Jonathan from Colorado. Just calling you back. I haven't called in a while. Uh, as I posted on the Facebook group, I was not lying. I do have a baby now. Her name is Catalin, and she's doing healthy. Oh. I can't wait to catch up all the podcasts I've missed due to all this while I'm on paternity leave with her. You guys keep rocking it. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Later. Congratulations, Jonathan. That's awesome news. Like that was that his first baby? I I don't know whether it was his first, but uh, it it's huge to yeah. have a kid. Yeah, less huge to have the second one. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll the second kid. Third one, you just like throw them in the seat, and you're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. They're like, um, sir, do you know how to do a safety belt? You're like, <laughs> if I don't, <laughs> if I don't, then I have incredible luck. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's huge, man. Congrats yeah. on the baby. And uh can yeah. you can you think of a moment that's was more impactful than your first kid? Um No? I don't know. I when I ask these questions, it's it's hard for me to summarize them. I I don't have I mean, for, a frame of reference, you know. I For me, it's like one of those things where people talk about Oh, it's everything changes. And like most of the time it like it didn't feel any real difference. Like the day we got married was like, well, here's a day that's very busy. And, you know, we're our relationship is, you know, different or more committed or more official now. But the birth of my daughter was like such a momentous like perspective shift from that moment on where it's like I've never felt this way before uh, and I think probably it's it's uh, kind of underlined because I was the the youngest in my family so I never like had responsibility or mm. to take care of anyone younger than me really so I don't know it, for me it was like such a such a uh, monumental moment. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I don't want to tell you your business or anything, uh-huh. but and I don't want to put you on too much blast here, but it's been mentioned on the show in the past that you saved yourself for marriage. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that that day wasn't like right up there? Uh Oh, well, where you're like, I'm in deep, deep love with the person I'm going to marry, and... <sighs> Well, yeah, a lot of build up to that. No, though. it was it was way up there. Like, what I think of, like, I was talking more about the marriage ceremony. No, I get like it, the, but the, but the now I'm just posing a yeah, yeah, that day, yeah, who can fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great too. Yeah, you're you're totally. But also, whore, whore. I mean, what was your first time like? Was it like? This is the most fantastic moment of my life. It was like, well, I'm glad we can move beyond that point, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot better. <laughs> no, it was pretty spectacular. Really? No, yeah, well. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, next caller. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Elizabeth. Um, hey, I'm Elizabeth. just listening to the next of kin review. Um, so if you have not seen that this movie, um, to people listening, I suggest 
um, skipping past my voicemail because it will contain spoilers. Um, I really so spoilers for Paranormal Activity next of kin. Here we go. This is the new one on Paramount Plus. I like that movie. The one thing I liked the most was that it had a lot of jarring cuts between scenes, which I thought made the movie more tense. Uh, so I thought, you know, throughout the whole movie, that was good atmosphere. But I just have two things. So the first one was um, the ending actually made sense because when they were in the church, they were looking down at the floor and it had like all the rituals and like what would happen basically if the demon was released. Um, so it actually does make sense. Like, yes, it does go zero to 100 really quickly. But um, basically, you know, if the demon was released, that's what they said would happen. So it really made it made sense to me. It wasn't like, whoa, what the heck? So um, second thing, you guys didn't mention um, when she's in the house and she's under the bed and somebody gets on top of the bed. Ooh, yeah. That was the only scene I was like, what the heck is happening? Because obviously this atmosphere and this movie contains demons. So why wouldn't it have ghosts? But that's like the only time you see a ghost. And I was like, is that supposed to be her mom? I don't know. I was confused about it. So I don't know if you guys could like explain your ideas and what you thought it was. That was the only thing I did not get. So anyway, have a nice day. Bye. Yeah, the nice one day, part Elizabeth. the one part that was the most paranormal activity like. Yeah, that part actually that part actually kind of made sense to me cuz you know the the demon can force itself like in in the other if you're if you're sticking to the the lore of paranormal activity, you know, it can it can interact with the physical world no problem, right? Well, see the the problem comes is that the entire story of this movie is that her mother is containing the demon specifically to keep the demon contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's like no, I see, I see what you so mean. So it's contained, but it also is not right. So it can just go around and go sleep in someone's bed, or I've turn a goat into a two-headed goat. I've but received... we got it under control, okay, guys. <laughs> so Bryce did not like Next of Kin. I really liked it a lot, um, and. Uh, it's very split. Like uh, when it's we very post- split. Some yeah. people are like, "Yeah, fuck that movie," and other. I'm getting I'm getting messages from some people who are like, "This is the most nit- nitpicky Bryce has ever been." Some people are like, "They're like, I can't even talk to him about it." Like, and other people are like, "How could you like this stupid movie?" I I was very uh, uh, you know felt. What's it not justified? What's the word? Justified. Like, uh, yeah, uh, vindicated. D- vindicated. Dustin, like, yeah, me- Dustin messaged, was on your side. Message me, and he's like, "Yeah, this movie was very annoying for the reasons that you laid out." I was like, "Right?" Yeah, it was all. This- I think part of it is like Dustin has a background in Aesthetic. video, right? Yeah, yeah, and like thinking in terms of like as a director. And some of the stuff like oh, look makes at you Martin fucking Scorsese makes no sense. Shut up. Or just is such a weird shoot in choice. I'll call you Joel Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's very split, and uh, and I feel equally vindicated, mm. but for different reasons, <laughs> right? You know, um, I did like the ending though. Like that's the one part that I did like, and I don't think it didn't make sense that all of a sudden it was chaos. Yeah, like, I think you gave was, it like a six, you know. I think I gave it a five. Mm, let's go back to the tape. Either way, I mean, you didn't you didn't dislike it. You, both of those are. Oh yeah, maybe I did give it a yeah, six. I think you did. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not horrible. It was just, <sighs> good lord, it's not as boring as the number twenty three. But uh, duh. Well, that's a really. I do low think bar. it was deeply flawed. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, next caller. This is Sam from Indianapolis. Um, 
I just want to clarify about the fetal alcohol syndrome. I may be wrong. I am not a um, alcoholic baby doctor or anything, but I have known a lot of women that were alcoholics during pregnancy. Um, so I just based my expertise off of that. And um, also, David, more people are interested in raping you than you might think. Uh, love you guys. Bye-bye. Wow, that sounds like a threat. Not heading to India anytime soon, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, last, uh, I think the Paranormal Activity episode. Well, yeah, we were talking about in the... Um, the next the, the uh, Potential for Rape. Last Train to Soho, whatever that movie's oh, called. Yeah, yeah, The Last Night in Soho. Yeah, someone was... <clears throat> Review. Someone was talking about, it must have been him, that was talking about, like, her wide eyes was, you know, looked like fetal alcohol syndrome or something. Yeah. And I, I can't remember the circumstances. Well, uh, people, but I, the I, people were being were, were threatened by the potential for rape in last night in Soho a lot. Right, 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 right. And and so he was commenting that there's always the potential for yeah, rape. There's always a threat of rape. Yeah. Yes. And that. And I'm saying like and and I'm saying I don't have to worry about it as much as my hot wife. Mm. You know, because just the it doesn't line up the. The people who are interested in 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 that with Carrie, mm. much wider spectrum than those who are. It's a pretty narrow band who are looking at me and being like, yeah, "That's a good target." It's a narrow mm-hmm. band, I mm-hmm. would think. Mm-hmm. I just don't get a lot of leering stares, right? You know, other than when I'm here right now, right? It's just uh, it's pretty tame. But in any in any moment, you could get wrongfully accused of a crime and get convicted and go into jail, and then. Oh, yeah. Well, ooh, you've tapped into my fear now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there it is. Next caller. This is Nick calling from the deadly bowels of I-495 between Virginia and D.C. Listening to your next of kin review, uh, Paranormal Activity, at about the 31, 38 mark, just after you give the show number. And I felt compelled to chime in while I'm stuck in this uh, traffic here. That's at a standstill. Uh, the biggest problem with the movie, in my opinion, and uh, I actually own all Paranormal Activity movies. Not necessarily the biggest fan, but uh, I've seen all of them. Um, none of these really, even the first one, in my opinion, lived up to Blair Witch. And that's what a found footage movie should look like, should feel like, should be like. Uh, Blair Witch... There was, you know, no setup, and I kind of get where uh, Blair is going with, you know, his uh, his take on the movie. Some of it looks a little too polished, but I think my biggest problem with not just this found footage movie, but a lot of other found footage movies, when when is the character revealed to be compelled to hold the camera more than value life? Uh-huh. It just seems all too convenient that they're always holding a camera of some sort. And that they're filming the most uh, inconsequential things, and then things happen. And I can understand, you know, the the polish set. I mean, the sounds. I know you guys mentioned sounds. That's part of, uh, you know, paranormal activities. It could be a sound that just it doesn't sound like uh, it would be off of a regular you know, digital camera or video. But uh, yeah, I just I can never get around holding a camera and filming things when you're just, you know, walking and driving and, you know, running. I mean, when you're running for your life, 
it's got to slow you down somewhat. So, uh, let alone turn the lens toward your monster. I don't know why it would do that either. Uh, I think they get around that with the whole GoPro thing for a hot minute there. Okay. But, well, then explain the internet. <laughs> we get to see incredible shit caught on tape constantly by handheld video cameras. And that's just some, somehow we just go, oh, wow, it's incredible that this footage exists. But it can't happen in a paranormal activity movie. Like, this is the thing. It's like... Well, the difference is that in the... What makes it feel more real in the internet videos is it's it starts, like, in the middle of the action. Like, something already happened to elicit someone to bring up a video. No. No. There's plenty of examples where... Where shit's just normal, and for some reason someone's recording, and they catch incredible shit as it goes on. That that happens all the time. Like we're ignoring the fact that this happens all the time. And, and I mean, mm, uh, well, okay. he continues. He continues. But uh, yeah. So that's my take. Uh, it's better than the last two. That's for sure. Uh, but it really should have been made. Uh, the narrative should have been made as a standard. You know, movie with a plot line uh, similar to The Witch. You know, I think they maybe were scared of being accused of ripping off The Witch, uh, but I think they could have got a lot more knowledge out of doing something like that and doing a, a, a traditional movie. Yeah. Uh, scale one to ten, I put it at a six or a seven. And you get in some some ambulance comes. Mm-hmm. There's his, yeah, his, I mean. This, 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 here's another problem I have with some of what he said. Blair Witch is the definitive found footage film. Look, no argument. It's definitely kicked the genre in the in the pants pretty good. Uh, I mean, you know, Cannibal Holocaust exists, and so does you know a couple others that mm-hmm. came well in advance. But um, like this this thought that it had like look you could the cool thing about the Paranormal Activity series was. It introduced us to a whole other format that's super legit in terms of yeah. that. And, and, and then granted, it progressively gets further away from that right. premise. And granted, Next of Kin does not follow that premise at right. all. But I, look, I, I don't have a problem with things being tangentially or loosely affiliated with like, okay, so it's so it's not a, a hard slasher. So it's just like a thriller slasher. I don't, like, I don't care. Like, purists are purists, and y'all are, you know... That's fine to be that way. But it's, I mean, this way. is all this is all to, just down to branding and yeah. expectations. Where it's like they decided to give it the paranormal activity brand, and with that brand, there's certain associations about technique and like conventions that they just didn't really seem to care about in this movie. So that's why it's yeah. not. That's it's just the, a weird choice. That's the fairest thing you've said to to this whole thing, and I totally agree with. It. I think that's. A spectacular summary like it boils down to your expectations and just being disappointed by you were like oh they called it paranormal activity they, they shouldn't have uh, they should have said well like, i mean from with, the book of paranormal like with I, that like i mean that. Uh, th- my argument was with that expectation they tried to wedge in right some of those conventions and it didn't make sense like it didn't uh, make, I th- make sense why they would try to do that. I think it made I think it made decent sense. Sure, right. Uh, but you know, I mean, hey, I'm glad that it spawned some controversy. Let us know what you you right. guys think. Um, here's our last call. This is a big one, and it's about uh, Midnight Mass after show uh, or uh, a watch. Through. Hey, Bryce and David, uh, it's 
Bree. I'm calling in from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Bree. Uh, I just wanted to call because I recently listened to your Midnight Mass after show. And first of all, the intro gave me a little bit of PTSD because I grew up Catholic. And so the organ sound is kind of a trigger. So, um, but other than that, something you guys said really resonated with me. You said that I think it was in the first after show you did, but they don't necessarily demonize the Catholic Church, at least not at first and at the risk of spoiling mm-hmm. it uh-huh. for anyone. Um, not at least until the end when it gets a little bit cult-ish. But I think a lot of shows and movies resort to that trope. And so I don't want to say it's overdone because I am kind of a sucker for paranormal and demon movies. So I don't want to totally say it's overdone. However, it, I guess you could classify it as that. But um, So that trope of whether it being priest conspiracies or just, I guess, demons in general. But it's it's done a lot. So I think... I liked that I took a different turn of it. Um, also, like I said, I grew up Catholic. I don't necessarily practice it anymore, but my mom does. And she's not a murdering dog hater. So I like that they kind of painted that in a different light where it's like, you know, Catholics and Christians, I think especially in today's world, get kind of a bad rap. And I mean, as some of them should, but um, they're also all not like that. But, and then lastly, I recently listened to your paranormal activity episode and I think it was during the voicemails you guys were talking about tipping takeout people. (laughs) And my boyfriend and I actually always talk about this because we got takeout a lot during the pandemic. And I always tipped because, well, first of all, they're staring at you. And Uh I don't want to be like an asshole and it's super awkward. So, Uh of course, uh I'm going to like tip someone that's staring at me. But also, I think this time is like an isolated situation, whereas... um, before I may not have tipped takeout people, um, but at the risk of sounding too much like Dwight Schrute, you know, I don't typically want to tip for something that I can do myself, and I don't necessarily believe that just walking outside merits a tip. However, during a pandemic where people are struggling, I think that you definitely should be tipping takeout people and anyone that does um, any kind of awesome service. Okay. Well, uh, love you guys your podcast. Look forward to it every Wednesday. See you later. Thank you for calling, Bree. But I just do want to point out that the reason Dwight said that I don't tip people who do, I don't tip anyone who does something that I could do myself. Mm -hmm. That's in, that's ironic because he doesn't do it himself. Of course he could, but he's not the one doing it. They're doing it for him. So if if your if if your if your standard is so I mean I mean the the most compelling thing she said and the most true thing is like they're staring at you it take it's a bold choice to not yeah tip and I I admit that like I feel judged when I don't write a tip in when I'm picking up something for, right. by walking inside and grabbing it I'm like uh huh like. Sure. I mean, lots of sacrifices done by people in the service industry. It's uh, most people are vaccinated now. <laughs> you know, it's like the restaurants are open. It's not. It's not the danger that it used to be. So I'll just keep my money. Thanks. Yeah. The uh, I've been watching The Sopranos, and so now I'm getting a a, a uh, an inside look into like a bunch of seedy underbelly worlds, right? Uh-huh. 
And so, and one thing I'm realizing is that with whores, whore, the price is agreed upon beforehand, and there is no tipping. But I mean, I could take a dick, but they're the one taking the dick. I know. See what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's something I could do. I could do that. Yeah. But it seems like of all the professions, that's the one you should tip the most. Right. Because I. I mean, I could do that, but <laughs> right. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. Would you? Uh, you know, tipping has its roots in slavery. Okay. So really, you're just perpetuating, you know, slavery by tipping people. Well, I'm done tipping anyone now. Wow. I I won't support slavery. See, I, and I won't have anyone believing I do. I would just rather that people were paid a living wage. I mean, that's why, like, yeah, why is America the only one where, like, tipping is a huge part of, like, service? Like, you go to, you go to, like, France or Italy where it's, like... Where they're not a world power and they totally fucking suck and no one thinks about them any, you know, any more than as a passing. Uh, That's a place you occasionally vacation. Well, that's a weird turn to take it, but you go to those places Ah. in Europe and it's just not a thing. It's like, you just don't do that. And if you do, people are like, what? What am I supposed to? We're the best. And that's why we tip. Hey, I'm great. I'm the best. Woo. America, number one. We pay our waiters $3 because we know they're going to get tipped. Hey, we're the best. You can't pay your waiters $3. Minimum wage is way more than that. No, you can. I think no. you can pay them less than minimum wage no, you if can. you can. If they're no, going to make it up in tips. No, you cannot. That's. Okay, well, I heard that I'll tell you the truly, the really abysmally disgusting thing is the thing that no one really thinks too much about at all, where these giant mega corporations, like, while you're d- 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 finishing a transaction at Safeway or fucking mm-hmm. Target or something like that, they're like, do you want to donate a dollar oh, to charity? yes. And it's like, oh, what, so you can, so you can write off my donation through you? And then you can pass it, and then you can pass along a a two cent on the dollar donation. And, I mean, and write it off as a full buck. That's this is a, a mega corporation. See, this is this is getting to the root of why I hate this. It's like that feeling during mm-hmm. picking up takeout, where it's like just you know, right? You know, square square. Uh, here's where you would put the tip if you were going. Do to you put want a tip. to put fifteen, eighteen, or twenty three? Which is it? Choose yeah. fucking one. And then they just look at you expectingly. Like that feeling. Yeah. That is expanding throughout all of commerce. It's, it's like expanding. Do you want to donate to this thing? Do you want to buy a, a balloon sticker for $2 so that children don't die? Like, I, I would just like to do something without like being judged or being bummed out. Look, every time somebody asks you to donate something to save the kids just just up your patreon level at hormoontalk.com right. and get yourself it's where it makes a difference look my kids are real bryce's kids are real they're hungry my, my children need wine my <laughs> kids need wine uh they're hungry kids i mean they yeah. may be a little chubby but pff, look that's why they're hungry yeah um in the coming apocalypse they'll need that chub right so i i, I hate the expansion of all this like and I think okay 
Save it for the afterpod. Make the people pay for it. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. If you want to get on Horror Movie Talk Horrors, we'll play you. Just call us at 682-253-4468. Support us through the holidays. Hop on to Amazon.com through our link on our website at HorrorMovieTalk.com. It says buy stuff on Amazon. You buy stuff on there. Do your, your holiday shopping and a little bit of your purchase goes to us. Not in insignificant amount pretty good piece um thank you to all of our patrons who have supported us for so long and um thank you to our sponsors night channels and of course the wonderful dustin goble you guys have a great week yeah and if you go to patreon you can leave us a tip yeah. and uh we're watching you yeah we're we're, we're looking with our expectant uh-huh. doughy eyes uh-huh. doughy wet eyes bye-bye bye Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Ten kids. Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pino, Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, spook allergy doctor with philosophy, Gastritis, Nicolosomy, turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. The global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Me too, when Cosby eating jello, putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs, Corona, COVID, Curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons, hallway of poop monster kids screaming, ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary, 30 day shutter and jump scares, they fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show one titty, pretty, Paganism 
you should worship they Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shift the ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Hard movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.